0: You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Oh man, here we are. We're back in another episode, and I a really really good one at that. One of those interviews where I just feel like we were in the zone and we had so so much fun, such a good time that I definitely want to have her back on to discuss more about the topic. What is the topic? Well, you read it probably while you're listening to this episode, what do women really want in the bedroom? And you might be thinking, oh, we're just going to have some some woman on and just kind of give her opinion. But no, this is not one female's opinion. This is many, many semi-anonymous female opinions. What does that mean? Well, my guest, Stephanie Daly, She is a content creator and she researches on her Instagram. She polls her audience, men and women, to find out some of the questions we're all afraid to ask. Some about sex, some about attractions, some about finances, a little bit of everything, all related to dating and relationships. And she was kind enough to come on the podcast, very excited to come on the podcast, and share her polls, her results. So we find out what women really want in the bedroom or at least get some insight into it and we have just a, a great discussion about it so that's what you're getting today back to that in a second real quick i know people have been have been going ahead and leaving reviews on the podcast i just want to say thank you for leaving a review real quick i just want to read a couple uh, four stars great stuff says all field tested or backed by science trips straightforward and his advice works if you're willing to apply it wish he wouldn't interrupt so much during his interviews though uh, thank you I appreciate that that comment that's good feedback I don't think I do that you might be right though maybe I am interrupting the uh the guest maybe I'm going to do that on this episode I guess we'll find out thanks for leaving a review uh from its way five stars he says best podcast for all around relationship advice trip and the people who he has brought on his podcast has Helped me in ways that I wouldn't never imagine until I found this podcast. So grateful and thankful I just couldn't be happier. Once again, Tripp, you're the man. Keep on doing your thing, man. Great work. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. That is that is very kind of you. Thanks for anyone who's leaving a review on iTunes. It does help get it out to the world. And it is great. We're sitting here with a 4.5 out of 5 rating. and uh, And I do want to have more ratings. So if you enjoy the podcast, go ahead and leave a review. All right. Very cool. What else is going on? Any other updates from my end? There are a few. I've had some people reach out because they heard that I'm now starting a group mastermind. So I have guys who are reaching out through the coachedbytrip.com website where they're filling out applications. I have some guys who are inquiring about Coaching before, and now have come back to make a decision and said that they might want to do group coaching. So, I'm hearing from them. So, anyone who has not heard about this already, because I know that everyone doesn't listen to every single episode, I'm doing a group mastermind that starts in a few months. And if you want to get your spot, then come on in. This is going to be me working with just a handful of guys a couple times a week, and we are going to do all the things to get you to the point where you're meeting women online and in person, solving your approach anxiety, and getting you to be the most attractive version of yourself. Apply today at coachedbytrip.com. And of course, you can also go there if you want to join my one-on-one program where you and I are working together one-on-one, and I'd love to help you out. So go there, coachedbytrip.com, if you want to work with me today. All right, so back to Stephanie who is my guest here on the podcast. We had a great conversation and I feel we should just jump right to it. So why don't we do it right here, talking to Stephanie Daly about what do women really want in the bedroom? What's going on, Stephanie? Good to have you on the podcast, finally. How are you?
1: Oh, Finally, I'm doing super good. Glad that we're finally doing this too.
0: Yes, okay, so you can tell the guys, your voice is a little hoarse because you had some pent-up energy and you went to Vegas a couple weekends.
1: I thought we said we weren't going to talk about that.
0: No, I know, but I should just <laughs> mention it. I'm trying to help you out here so people are not like... No, you're right. So, you know,
1: this is my voice. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I celebrated my birthday earlier this month, so I still haven't fully recovered from losing my voice kind of like two to three weekends in a row. So this isn't what I usually sound like.
0: Well, you know what's kind of cool though? You still, after all of the, both you and I were scheduling that we had to do, we still made it happen even with the hoarse voice. I'm going to take that as a compliment.
1: I know. I was thinking about it. I was like, it's not bad enough to where I actually can't talk like that last weekend where I had to cancel last minute because I literally lost it completely. So we're doing it regardless.
0: So here we are. You are a blogger and a content creator. And one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the podcast was because you've done a lot of your kind of inner, I would like to almost say like inner circle research. you done done, okay. you, you know, it's like you've, you have this following of men and women on Instagram, I should say, and you poll them on different things. Yeah. So what are you polling them on? Like, what are some questions that you ask the men and the women about?
1: Sometimes they're questions that I personally have other times. And I would say the majority of the times it's questions everybody else has. And it can range from anything to what's the best way to approach a woman to things about sexuality and finances. Like literally everything that anybody is too afraid to ask, I'll just put it up on my story and people kind of just go ham with it.
0: What do you think is one of the ones that sticks out where, you know, people are afraid to ask, but you Uh, just did it?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I would say anything and everything about Sexuality and then also about finances. I actually just did one about finances that was pretty interesting.
0: Tell us about that. What do you mean? Yeah. Finances?
1: So, so I've personally always been like my parents are entrepreneurs. Everyone in my family is an entrepreneur, including myself. And so I've always wanted to be independent and make sure that I can support myself, but I also want a partner who can do that for himself and for us in the future. And so I always work towards building like my own. The more I see and like the more I just see everybody else engaging with each other, I've noticed that guys or the guys that I see out don't necessarily care about the women they're dating if they have a job that, you know, creates a decent amount of money. So I was just wondering if that falls true with the majority of other men. So I had asked men if during the dating stage, is it important for them to have a partner that makes a decent amount of money? And then I also asked during marriage, is it important for their Partner in marriage to make a decent amount of money. And then I asked the same for the women as well, just to show that contrast. But let me pull up the actual numbers.
0: Yeah, let's hear. I I remember voting on that one actually.
1: Yeah. I haven't refined it, but this will give you kind of like a general, like it'll, the numbers will be pretty close. Okay. So the men, I said, is it important for you, for your partner to, during the dating stage, to make a decent amount of money? 42% of them said yes and 58% of them said no. So the majority said no. But what's interesting, is when I asked in marriage, I said, is it important to you for your partner in marriage to make a decent amount of money? 50% said yes and 50% said no. So it's more important in a marriage to have both partners making a decent amount of money is what I pulled from that. But the women, during the dating stage, they said 73% of them said that it's important to make money or for their partner to be making a decent amount of money. Okay. And then in marriage, 93% of them said that their partner has to be making a decent amount of money.
0: Interesting. Okay. like
1: 470 women said that they have to have a partner that makes a decent amount of money in marriage.
0: Got it. So clearly, well, from this data, we can at least say that money is important to women. I would even go to say, if I were to really sit down with some guys and talk to them about that whole idea, finance is being important in the dating stage and in the marriage stage, we'll call it. I bet you I can, with only a few questions, probably convince them that they actually don't care that it's not as important. Really? And then I think that men, some well, at least according to your data, half the men think that. But I bet you, and I bet you I can get, because here's the thing. I think that, let's just talk about the dating stage first of all. I think that men think that it's really important, not really important. What was the way, the way you phrased it?
1: I said, is it important to you for your partner to make a decent amount of money during the dating stage?
0: Right. So it almost sounds like you're asking, if the guy will be attracted to them, if they find out if they make a lot of money?
1: Or if it's a preference. How do you mean? Like if it's preferred that they're dating a woman who makes a decent amount of money, because that could be just a preference. Or is it more so that they find out and that makes her more attractive? Because that's not what I've actually seen in person. I've seen plenty of guys completely support financially a woman who doesn't even have a job and they seem to be completely fine with that. So what you're saying is I can convince them that it doesn't actually matter. That's what I believe to be true as well.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's interesting how how they might think that that's important mm. when really at least when it comes to attraction. Like yeah, w- well, what a guy preferred in I wonder why. I would like to actually ask a guy like why would I you think, prefer it in the dating stage?
1: Right, versus marriage and whatnot. But I think it shows independence. Like maybe it doesn't necessarily mm. You know, I think just the whole concept of being independent and being able to go after what you want, maybe that's attractive within itself. But I also think a different way of thinking about it. Some guys said that as long as she has like a good credit score, that's fine. I'm like, yeah. that still makes sense.
0: Yeah. That was my non negotiable. Yeah. It was, was technically that. Was, I didn't say good credit score, but my non negotiable was that they shouldn't be in more than $2,000 in credit card debt. Interesting. Because, I wouldn't want to be with someone who is irresponsible with money.
1: No, and somebody else actually did say that. They're like, I would just want to make sure that they have a positive net bank statement or something like that at the right. end of every month. Like they know, you know, how to manage their own money.
0: Right. Like it'd be terrible to like date a girl, get engaged, get married, only to find out that oh wait, they have fifty grand in student loans.
1: Like, and when do you when do you bring up that conversation? Which you know,
0: part, which which part of it?
1: It's like, are you in debt? I think you, you can
0: do it on the first day. If I don't first- think
1: people would be honest about that.
0: Um, you might be right. I don't know. I've only tested it out a few times, but
1: really there's are there a way weight- it.
0: Yes, every time. Cause either or majority of the time when I asked the question, they were not and they were proud of it. Mm-hmm. And I would assume that if they were offended by that question, that it would it would mean that they are in a lot of credit card debt or they're not good with their finances. Mm-hmm. I would go on a date with a woman, and it would come up in conversation, and they'd be like, "Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm not, no, not at all. I hate that. I hate that." Almost like qualifying themselves in that situation. But yeah, I think there there are ways that you can bring up non-negotiables, even if they're really tough ones, on a first or second date. You just ask them what they're looking for. So, someone in the middle yeah. of the I am hey, curious. Like, what what are you looking for? Like, what what's important to you when you're yeah. when you're meeting men? And then what's going to happen is most of the time they'll ask you that question. And then you say, well, I actually have a few non-negotiables. And then you just say it. It's like, why not? If you're dating... I love that. You know, yeah, you, you want to get it out in the open. Like, How annoying would it be if you end up going on like two or three dates, or, or no, long, more than that, like like four to seven dates with a woman, only to find out that she doesn't have one of the non-negotiables. But now as a guy, you've already slept with her and you, you are now attached to her because you like sleeping with her. You're super attracted to her. And now it's going to be very confusing in your head. You're like, wait really like spending time and sleeping with her, she's really cool, but she's got that one non-negotiable that could really mess with you.
1: For sure. Always circumstantial. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. What are your non-negotiables?
1: You know, I've asked that question on a date before, just in terms of like, what are you looking for in a partner? But I've never actually said hard non-negotiables like that in terms of practicality, which to me would be like discussing finances or things like that. It's more so for me, like my non-negotiables, my first one is self-awareness. Does this person have self-awareness? For me, that's huge because if they don't know how to self-regulate, kind of like check themselves out and see how their actions are affecting everybody around them. I don't want them in my life. That seems like kind of a self-destructive behavior in my opinion. So I always look to see for self-awareness and if their actions are lining up with the, their words and vice versa. How do you and know
0: if they have self-awareness?
1: Like if what they're saying is lining up with what they're doing.
0: Got it. Do you have an example of that?
1: Um. Yeah, I guess, the, I mean, the first one that came to mind is like another non-negotiable that I look for is like an active lifestyle and somebody that just takes care of themselves on a physical, mental, emotional level. That's like really important to me. And so maybe something will come up about being active or like working out or something. Say that they tell me that they do work out when I find out that they don't or I ask them what kind of things that they do for working out and it just doesn't really match up to the activity levels that they were telling me that they do. That right there just tells me that they're kind of like procuring a image in their head of what I want them to be. So they're kind of like mirroring you know?
0: Yeah, you could just ask, um, oh, that's cool. What's your PR and incline uh, dumbbell bench press?
1: Okay, I'll I'll write that one down. (laughs) There you go.
0: (laughs) Like, uh, what's PR stand for? Um, no, that's, that's, yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's like
1: a pretty surface level one, but self-awareness is really big for me.
0: Well, how would you define self-awareness?
1: Somebody who's able to reflect on their past behaviors and how they've showed up in past relationships. And that can even be in a friendship. It doesn't necessarily have to be in an intimate relationship. It can even be in family, you know, just having that ability to self-regulate and have empathy for other people's experiences and behaviors as well. And like really being able to digest and interpret and kind of just like read the room, you know, and mm-hmm. adapt.
0: Got it. Would it be someone admitting their faults or admitting past mistakes? Absolutely. All right, let's go back to to your polls because these were really interesting. So
1: I can pull some out too, so just let me know.
0: So the finances one, okay, so that was very interesting. What, all right, let's go into a uh, recent sex one because oh, you said because you said we're saying that finances and sexuality were the two that
1: well i mean yeah because i mean sex sells right and everybody wants to talk about it but nobody really knows what each other wants without asking and they're too afraid to ask it's like we have so many resources to communicate with each other and we're not communicating it's interesting and it's really sad honestly
0: yeah it's, it's uh the, the the gap between men and women are is definitely widening that's for sure
1: yeah so I have four parts. I have sex tips for men, and then sex tips for women. I'll do. Let's check out part four.
0: We'll put a link to her blog in the show notes, so yeah. guys can go over there and check it out. And you you post all of your polls. Oh yeah. On yep. your blog, and then you give your kind of two cents and, and analysis of of what happened there.
1: Exactly. Okay, so let me just split my screen real quick. Okay, so. This one you actually created a TikTok of and I was really interested to see if it matched up with what you had said okay. because this was actual data from 100 women. Like okay, 100 cool. responded to me and it was what's a woman's weakness. And so it looks like there's about six, like six most mentioned. The first one was neck kissing. That was like number one commonly submitted.
0: But well, when we say weakness, like what's a woman's weakness? Kind of
1: just like something that might like makes her melt, gets her excited or just something that like, if it happens, they're more so just like willing to get into that situation or like a certain mood, you know?
0: So would so, we say like a turn on?
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we turn on. Okay. <laughs> so the first one is neck kissing. Okay. The second is ear kissing. Okay. The third was booty grabs. Okay. And then fourth, inner thigh touching and kissing. Fifth, massages. And sixth was dirty talk. Okay.
0: okay. So those are the six kind of turn ons what makes a woman quiver kind of things.
1: Exactly. Well okay. said.
0: Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Quick side note. Quick side note. I'm, I'm curious what you think about this. When you said the booty grab, that made me think of something. So I was thinking about this. Uh, I've been thinking about this for a long time, this concept of there are things that you could do to your partner, so someone you're in a relationship with. So something a guy can do to a woman in a relationship, that if he did that outside of a relationship, the woman would be would be very turned off and disgusted. Okay. Yeah. So booty grab is not the example of this, but it got my word association with if you say to a woman that you've never seen before, a cat calling her on the street, damn girl, you got a great ass. What's the reaction from that woman? Right. So if someone does that to you, you're walking Stephanie's walking down the street, someone says you have a great ass. What's your I reaction?
1: Mean, To me, that is pretty aggressive and vulgar, especially if they don't know me. So I would feel very objectified and I would feel like they say that to every other girl passing through,
0: right? Got it. it. Now, what if your boyfriend of three months said that to you? How would you feel?
1: Super into it. That's almost like a sense of validation, you know?
0: Isn't that interesting? Of course. I just find that interesting.
1: Well, I I mean, like you're attracted to one and you've built like a rapport and the other, you have no idea who he is and you're now just creating scenarios of how creepy he is.
0: Right. Like you can objectify a woman to the fullest in a relationship and say the dirtiest things.
1: Circumstantial, so circumstantial. Okay, because dirty, I mean. dirty can be like pretty. Like there are stages to dirty talk, you
0: know. <laughs>
1: so, I mean, I don't think saying like once again circumstantial, like telling your partner that they have a good ass is objectifying, but it could. Oh, it's, be- it's
0: technically objectifying. Like in the technical sense, you are objectifying the person because you're.
1: Yeah, I see what you're saying.
0: Right, yeah. but it, but objectifying does have a negative connotation. Yeah, but in the relationship, it's like you can you can say that and it, it's totally fine. But yes, you were saying about levels of dirty talk.
1: No, that's all. That's all I was going to say. There are levels to it. I've realized.
0: <laughs> right. Yes. Okay. I guess. Yeah. I guess there was one thing is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't even say the words. It's so it's so vulgar. Um, but there are things. Yes, I, I, you, if you say completely out of the context, even if you're not in the bedroom with her, then that can maybe still not go over well. But the general objectifying comments of a woman uh, go over very well when you are in a relationship. Anyways, mm-hmm. that was a whole side note. Back to your polls.
1: Let's see. You. I'm just gonna read some headlines and then you tell me which ones you want me to discuss. Okay. There's what's a woman's favorite music to hook up to. Um, when is it a good time to introduce sex toys? What are your fantasies you're too afraid to tell your partner?
0: I mean, let's. This is all. I don't. I can't pick one. They're all good. Start from the top. The, the music one. I don't think okay. I was around for that one. That's.
1: Yeah, this one was May 14th.
0: Oh, okay. I think I was following you then.
1: So the most common response was R&B.
0: Oh, I was just gonna guess that. Were you I mean, really? I, I, swear <laughs> I, I was. I was let's gonna stop. guess.
1: I'll ask you and then you tell me what you that's think great. and I'll tell you the actual answer. Let's that's do great. That.
0: Well, I was going to say R&B, I swear. Okay, well, what do
1: you think the secondly most common submitted one was?
0: What's the next submitted one? What other, I can't imagine. It's like, it's not going to be pop. There's like jazz, but like, that's not, women no. aren't having sex to jazz music. This is in 1947. What would be the other, like John Mayer stuff? Like soft rock? No. no.
1: I'll give uh, you one more guess.
0: Okay, hold on. I'm just going through all the genres in my head. What's pretty What's, popular right now? Oh, um, this is <laughs> EDM. Yes. Really? <laughs> yes.
1: They said, let's see. I think they gave specific examples. Oh,
0: that's some. That's a fun time right there. Just like oh, okay. Relics yeah. is on. You're just like going at it.
1: I think that's a little too like a little. That's like borderline like techno deep house, but
0: okay, techno deep house a little too EDM
1: much. EDM or like artists like The Weeknd.
0: Or like a tropical house
1: yeah exactly exactly
0: i was in college and i was with a, a girl and she specifically requested tupac i'm and
1: obsessed with tupac
0: that's funny that you even know who tupac is How, what do you mean when were you born
1: 94 he died in 96 R I P.
0: Wow. <laughs> oh wow you do know tupac okay it's funny. You probably would have been that girl in college. Just through I had posters Tupac.
1: of him and I had his poetry book.
0: Oh well, yeah. He is amazing. I'm a big Tupac fan. And I, I have been since I was in like junior high. But when she requested Tupac and
1: What did she put on? Like how do you want it?
0: I don't know. Ah, that's a good one. But I think Tupac, I'm thinking the gangster, like, I'm gonna fuck your bitch, motherfucker. Like the, that Tupac. He has
1: really sensual songs, but yeah. He does.
0: Changes, yeah. change shit. Uh, I'm not going to sing it, but yeah. But it's just funny that she requested that. and uh,
1: It is funny. Did you put it on?
0: Was, yeah, her wish was my command. I did not have Spotify at that time because this is 2004. What was it?
1: What would you have?
0: That's <laughs> probably, probably where I got it from. But I had Tupac. I said had MP3s. You have MP3s. Yeah. You know? Okay. So was there anything else? R&B, EDM?
1: No, those were the top two. All yeah.
0: right. What's the, what's the next one?
1: Actually, just one thing to to note. Girls just said, just don't be a mute. Don't be a complete mute because like we like to either hear affirmations in terms of noises that you're making or like things yeah. you're actually saying, you know, because it kind of guides us to what you do and don't like.
0: Yeah. So be That's vocal. Interesting. I feel like guys are naturally not not vocal. vocal. You definitely got to just kind of fake it a little bit. I mean, it's not even faking. It's like you might.
1: Why is that? Do you do you think that it's kind of, no, I don't want to say insecurity because that sounds so negative, but like is, do you th- think that men don't think that we like or want that
0: no I think there is an evolutionary ex- explanation for why women moan during sex I forgot exactly what it was you gotta look that up but I'm looking it up um I need to find this fast let's see there's let's see if I can find this um, like there was a woman like uh, the reason why she she did it was because was it like a territory thing you found something?
1: Oh yeah, I just pulled up a different article. I think that this one's really interesting too. I mean, they're all really freaking interesting.
0: All right, I got something here. I'll start. It says, fake or not, women aren't the only primates who vocalize during sex. Research in the animal kingdom reveals that female baboons, for example, the vocalizations tend to become more complex. Vocalizing during sex can actually be a great tool to help women get what they want in bed. Okay, what do you got?
1: On the blog? So let's do it where I ask you and then you let me know what you think. All right. The first question here was what position are women most likely to orgasm in?
0: What position are they most likely to orgasm in? What sexual position? Don't say anything yet. I'm working this out. My gut says it's it's doggy style. I feel like maybe that's the one that women say that they like a lot, but is that the one that they actually orgasm in? Okay, I'll say I'll say doggy style.
1: Okay. So 128 women responded. Okay. The overwhelming majority said girl on top. The second most common um, submitted was doggy. So you weren't wrong, but that just wasn't the first.
0: But that wasn't the first. Yeah, duh. That was the obvious one. Because I was going to go with missionary because that's like the typical one. But uh, yeah, of course, girl on top. Okay. I'll give myself a B on that one. What's next?
1: Okay. This one's good. How long do women want sex to last?
0: Okay. I think I actually know the answer because of your.
1: Okay. Okay. I should say it. So it ranges from 10 to 15 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes. 35 to 45 plus or five minutes?
0: 10 to 15 minutes.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I, I know that because I, I, I remember that one from your polls.
1: So 50% said 10 to 15 and 40% said 20 to 30. And that was out of 286 women. Okay. So 90% want it to be at least 10 minutes to 30 minutes, no more.
0: If I didn't know the answer from your polls, I would have guessed longer. Yeah. I would have guessed 20 Honestly, to 30.
1: I think a lot of guys would have guessed that too.
0: What's yeah. your answer?
1: Um, within that 90 percentile range. Okay. <laughs> All
0: right, continue.
1: Okay. Do women prefer morning or evening sex?
0: Um, I would say morning.
1: No. Nope. Really? Evening. 65. So the majority prefer evening. But men prefer morning and it has yeah. to do with hormones. So more testosterone for men in the morning, more testosterone, but still less compared to men for women in the evening because you guys run on a 24-hour cycle. We don't. We run on a 28-day cycle.
0: So our
1: hormones are kind of like opposite.
0: That's interesting because I I picked morning because I knew that hormones run high in the morning. I didn't realize it was just for men.
1: Yeah. You guys have way more testosterone in the morning than we do.
0: But a woman has that more at... you're, You're saying that the answer is not at night. It's just, it depends on the cycle.
1: It's both. So we have more testosterone in the evenings, but we still have far less than men in general. Right. But we have our highest level of testosterone is in the evenings. Got it. 65% of women prefer evening sex.
0: Okay. Majority prefer evening. Okay. Got it. I feel like I'm not doing that well in this quiz.
1: I I think you're doing just fine. You've gotten like the first three or four.
0: Okay, We'll keep going with it.
1: Okay. Let me pull up a different one. Um, Do you want part one or part two?
0: Uh, of which one?
1: I'll just do part two. Hang on. Okay. So what's the one thing that men aren't doing to pleasure a woman? Actually, you guessed it. I think you responded directly to me on this one and you're right.
0: I did. What's the...
1: It's kind of a trick question.
0: It's kind of a trick question.
1: Are you sweating over there?
0: Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) I really want to get this one right. What are they not doing? Wait, so say the whole thing again. (laughs) The one
1: men aren't doing to pleasure a woman. And then I give the answer. Or aren't doing enough of foreplay? Yeah.
0: Okay. I don't almost seem too easy. That's why I was like, I don't know. If that's I asked. I was like, a
1: your question. Yeah. So thirty women responded, and of those women, twenty-seven percent said foreplay. So that's over ninety percent.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. It's so easy too. I always talk about that a lot on my videos. I did want to, I did a TikTok video on that. I don't know if I told. I don't remember. I told you this, but it got removed. Did I tell you that? I
1: was going to ask. It. Did it get removed? Because that's yeah. a that's a sensitive one.
0: Yeah, got removed and then I tried to redo it and then I just like didn't do well because I w- had to change the words around.
1: Yeah, I see I,
0: what you're saying. I, I said the word foreplay. I don't think TikTok liked that. They removed it. I didn't use that word. I was so cryptic in what I was saying. And
1: it just that, probably didn't resonate. Huh? I
0: just didn't resonate, exactly. Yeah. Such a shame. I love that I can say anything I want on this podcast and it doesn't matter, um, at least for now. And then when it comes to like social media, you just get banned. Anyway, Wait,
1: I noticed, why aren't you doing reels on uh, Instagram?
0: I don't do reels on Instagram because, well, a couple of reasons. One, they're 30 seconds. And so I, it's very challenging for me to talk about something for 30 seconds. I mean, I could do it, but I, but I so that, so what I'd have to do is I'd have to create separate content for reels on Instagram because I don't think I have one TikTok that goes under 30 seconds.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: So so the real reason is it would it's too much work. Like I don't have enough time. Like I have enough time to do some TikToks. I can repurpose those on YouTube.
1: I feel like you'd be able to do it.
0: I'd be able to do it. It's just more content to make and at this point just it's not enough time because I have other things. But I was yeah. just curious. Yeah, no for sure. Okay, what else?
1: Um, what are two things, I guess the top two things women want to hear in the bedroom.
0: They want to hear in the bedroom, like specifically. Like okay. not
1: too specific. They're, I guess they're categories.
0: Okay. A guy moaning.
1: Okay. And?
0: They want to hear in the bedroom.
1: So like feedback.
0: Oh, just, um, that she feels really good.
1: Okay. What's the other thing?
0: The other thing of what? Feedback?
1: It's compliments and her name. So compliments could oh, be like
0: I wouldn't have guessed like
1: reassurance, that. that feedback, or just like being vocal. But the second one was like her name.
0: Her name. This is good. This is, this is good stuff.
1: It's good stuff because it's coming straight from women.
0: Right. And I would say when it comes to the sex stuff, that is definitely opinions and advice and information you would like to hear from a woman on the whole dating sex realm.
1: Of course. And it's anonymous. So people are really honest.
0: Right. What else did they say?
1: About that specifically? Yeah. Oh, there was one warning like when doing or like when saying compliments in her name is like not to go over the top with it because then it just comes off as like insincere or kind of creepy. Got it. You know, just like scatter it out. Okay. But compliments just like give us feedback in terms of what's going well, what's not going well. So it just helps better gauge, you know, your pleasure.
0: Would you like that a guy would use your name on the first time you guys slept together. Yeah, for sure. You wouldn't think that's too much?
1: No. You know what I noticed is even like during a date, people don't really say each other's names. Like I like to say the guy's name and I've actually found that like their ears kind of perk up when I use their name just like casually throughout the date. It's so interesting.
0: Yeah, I did a TikTok on that just recently. I talked about that. Yeah, well, not regarding sex. I just mean using their name in conversation
1: yeah it I mean I, when I noticed that I was like people aren't using their you know each other's names.
0: yeah it's uh Dale Carnegie said it's the sweetest sound someone can hear is their own name.
1: yeah, wow, nice.
0: I feel like it's very confident too.
1: Like, oh my God it is because when I've seen like when I've used guys' names during a date, they'll kind of like look at me like, well, you know
0: it's like it, it makes the it
1: draws you in
0: It draws you in it makes you more present. It's like, oh, I am. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm sitting across from someone having a conversation. We're in it right now. You know? Yeah. That's a good
1: way of putting it. It makes you very present.
0: Okay, cool. What else?
1: Okay. This one's good. Do women enjoy around two or three?
0: Around two or three. Do they? Yes.
1: Yeah. So 93% said yes, especially if they really like you.
0: Yeah. Well, definitely.
1: All right. Right? I'm not going to lie. Like some of these I had to skip over because I just cannot. Vocalize them. So, if you guys want to check them out, they get pretty detailed. I don't even want to say the word raunchy because it's not, but it's just like it's a lot.
0: So, so you wrote it on your blog, but you cannot say it here.
1: Yeah, I hide behind my words, obviously. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Give us just one.
1: Oh my god! All right, all
0: right, let me go. Back. You don't. You can say it very scientific. You don't have to sound.
1: I don't think I can. I I really do not think I can.
0: I. I what's the link?
1: It's com. Sex tips for men part two.
0: Sex tips for men. Okay, I'm scrolling down. Should you warn her before finishing in her mouth? Is that what we're talking about?
1: I didn't say that. I wrote that.
0: Wait, are these the polls that... Yes. Okay, got it. Interesting. Okay, should you warn her before finishing in her mouth? Uh, 150, I don't know how to read this. 154...
1: Out of 198 women, out of percent 190... Okay. Want a verbal warning
0: before, before you you finish in her mouth? Come on, that's not that bad.
1: I just, you know, you've been talking about this for years. I know, not I. I know. Not I.
0: Okay. Does a woman want you to pull out or finish inside? Fifty-one percent said yes.
1: That should say inside. I should Hold have worked at that a little differently.
0: Okay. So,
1: but I I kind of like had a gripe with this one because it just seems like really careless you know unless like you're in a very committed relationship this is risky
0: it's 115 out of 200 so 49% prefer a guy to pull out so 51% want you to finish and wow that is yeah. surprising
1: yeah i agree and that's why i was like this is actually really scary like please be very mindful of this entire experience
0: yeah interesting okay kinks Choking, booty play. Okay, choking. There's a 63% chance your partner's down for some light or aggressive choking. <laughs> booty play. See, I'm so- see, I'm sounding very scientific. Yeah, yeah you're right. Booty play you're is great. defined as anything bum-related, licking, touching, teasing, etc. 47% of women are open to exploring this sort of thing. So basically, women are way more into sex than guys probably.
1: That. Yeah, 100%. But I also think it has to do with how much we like you. I think the more we like you, the more open we will be.
0: Yes, and- I've been thinking about this concept uh, yeah. just recently. This is very interesting. I mean, it's something that I've always kind of talked about, but it just, I feel like I'm understanding it on another level. This idea that women, I mean, it's basically what you just said women do enjoy kinky things or what could be under the umbrella of whatever you would consider kinky. However, they, just want to do that. A majority want to do that stuff with a guy that they feel safe with.
1: Safe, yeah, exactly. Okay. So, comfortable with.
0: Life. Okay, and well, you're so you're a woman. So I think you help us explain this. Like why? Yeah. Why is that? Was well, that true for you?
1: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Okay, yeah. so why? I I mean, I'm trying to make it really simple. It's like if I don't like a guy, I'll probably be very closed off in terms of anything sexual. You know, like it takes a lot for me, like on an intellectual and emotional level to build passion in order for me to want to explore that sensuality with somebody. But that's just me.
0: So it's just not, so for you, it's just not, it's just the passion isn't there yet. Like you have to just have to really like them.
1: I think that's part of it.
0: But where does the safety part, how is that?
1: I don't know if they're mutually exclusive. You know, like you can feel safe around someone, but does that mean that you're sexually attracted to them? Right? I think they have to kind of like go hand in hand.
0: Well, let's say you're sexually attracted to someone, you don't know them that well, and you know you're into whatever, some sort of kinky thing.
1: It's tough. Honestly, I have to stop you there because it's so circumstantial. Like, I know plenty of women who've been in situations where, you know, They maybe just met this guy or they just have an insane amount of chemistry and maybe they don't feel safe enough to date them because this guy might be a player, but like they're down to mess around and they'll have like a wild, passionate experience, right? So it's really circumstantial.
0: I think I solved it. I think I just figured it out based off of what you just said there. Okay. I think it comes down to they don't want to feel judged. So you know, if they do it with a guy who's a player, well, who cares? They're not really trying to craft a relationship with that person anyways. So they feel maybe a little bit more sexually liberated because they know that's all this is. Mm -hmm. But maybe they don't want to feel judged, sexually judged or judged in general by a man that has a potential to be a suitor for longer term relationship mating. I think that's
1: part of it. I don't think that's the full thing, but I also think desire is like a big part of it too. And I hate to say the word validation, but maybe just like having a need for this sort of thing and it being met, that's a really big thing too.
0: Yeah. It's just interesting because I feel like a majority of men would be able to do those things faster. I think what so.
1: about confidently?
0: Confidently.
1: Someone might have a shaky hand.
0: You're right. You
1: know, and that, You're right. that's not confident.
0: Yeah. I guess I don't think anyone would be, would be able to do it confidently because you know, whatever the kinky thing is, or they're just doing it for the first time with this person. I think a man might desire to do it faster with the woman than a woman would with the man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I is think that's kind of
0: what say. we're gathering here. That's the thing I'm trying to really understand.
1: It's, think, it's tough. It's circumstantial. I've seen things play out where it kind of contradicts someone's values or morals.
0: True. You know? True. Well, maybe, maybe that's, now we're just getting kind of meta, but that's know, a, yeah. a kink in itself. <laughs> you know what I mean? To do something kinky is kinky because they're doing it fast mm-hmm. with somebody sure, that they don't for sure, know. For sure, for sure. But yeah, of course. Listen, it's not. It's it's not for every woman or every man. I think I I, I know some guys who would be self conscious enough to be like, yeah, no way I'm doing that kind of thing with them until like I've known them for a while. You know, but I I, I think there are. I don't think. My thing is this, and I'm curious, you know what? This is a great question to kind of semi-end this on, even though I think we can talk for hours on this stuff. But do you find in all your research that you've done and all this polling that you've been doing for how long now?
1: Uh, Just about two years.
0: Two years. That's a long time. So you've been doing all this polling. You're listening to men. You're listening to women. You're hearing some deep inner thoughts. Do you find that there are You could categorize men and women into generalities, meaning, yes, there's circumstantial things and yeah, there's exceptions, Mm. but can you, are you from all this polling, can you safely say, yeah, most men are like this and most women are like this?
1: It's getting there. It is 100% getting there. I can generalize in terms of what women are attracted to and what men are attracted to. Like confidence is the top thing. That's what kind of gravitates us towards each other and humor. But in terms of other generalities, that's still kind of coming about, but it is getting there for sure.
0: That's see, That's what I find interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think we were talking about this too, like, or maybe we we're talking about this, I don't remember, but I just feel that men and women are very different. I don't think that men and women understand that and I don't think they appreciate it.
1: Yeah. So- I actually kind of came to the conclusion, or I guess I'm still working it out, but I would say that yes, men and women are very different, but I also feel like we want very similar things. We just have very different approaches of getting there. That's what makes us extremely different. But I think what we want is actually quite similar.
0: Like what? Off the top of your partnership,
1: head? You know, not to feel lonely. That's a big one for men. They don't want to feel lonely. For women, they want to feel wanted and desired, right? They want that connection at the end of the day, I do believe that we all want a connection, but how are we going about getting that connection is very different.
0: Right. Deep stuff. <laughs> I like it. Me um, too. All right. So we didn't have a whole plan for where this podcast no, was going to go, not. but it went, it went sexual. It did. So I had a feeling it would. It. I mean, listen, let's, you know, some of the most interesting stuff, as you said, and well, you, to, to, to be fair, you pull a lot on sex.
1: I know because everybody wants me to talk about that because nobody wants to talk about it.
0: Right. And I think that makes sense. It's just like we, you know, we, that's the thing that people just don't know about. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why it's so intriguing to people.
1: Yeah. There. I mean, we grew up with it being super hush hush. Right. And it's like the biggest thing.
0: Right. Well, Stephanie Daly, if I don't know if anyone said this to you, but you're doing a good service. <laughs>
1: Thank you. That's really well received. I appreciate that.
0: You It are. encourages
1: me to keep going. So
0: Yes, Thanks. you should. It's very interesting. I don't always participate in the polls that you have on Instagram.
1: Okay, they get kind of wild, huh?
0: I, I do what I can. Well, just because like sometimes I just want to like fastly read what's going on. But when I have a moment, I'm like, okay, I'll participate. <laughs> Let's go. Even though I know you're watching so like I know okay whatever I, I say here I she's gonna keep
1: everybody in line too <laughs> she's
0: gonna know so guys check her out what's your Instagram
1: just Stephanie Daily, D-A-I-L-Y
0: awesome guys check her out and you can be part of these polls you're gonna Absolutely. get a bunch of followers here Stephanie That's and they are awesome. gonna be part of your polls and you okay. can help her and yeah so check her out we'll put all the links to that on the show notes Stephanie thanks for coming on
1: thanks thanks for having me